This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I am Dylan Hafer, and here we are We have made it to the final episode of Mention It All for 2022 I feel like I am podcasting into the future a little bit right now because I am recording this the week before Christmas as I prepare to head home for the holidays. I'm going to leave my microphone. I'm going to leave it here. I'm not even taking it with me. Uh, So you're going to be hearing this after Christmas, you know, that week in between when nothing is real except maybe we get new housewives episodes. I don't know. I haven't checked the schedule, but you know, we're just going to close things out with a little, a little, just me and all of you solo session. I'm going to answer some of your questions that I solicited on Instagram and we're just going to have a nice little time. It's your little holiday treat. We're only doing one episode this week. Of course, we will be back next week in 2023 with more new Bravo content. But until then, let's just just have a chill time. Grab a drink, maybe a hot cocoa, spike it with whatever you want, and let's talk about it. Of course, if there's any breaking news that's happened in these last few days... I'm sorry, my my podcast crystal ball doesn't work quite that well. We might have a New Jersey trailer by the time you're hearing this. Maybe a Summer House trailer. Jen Shaw won't be sentenced. That's good. You know, maybe, uh, maybe hell will freeze over. Lisa Lenny will get back together. Nah, probably not. Anyway, if there's breaking news, trust and believe we will get to it next week when we are back. But for now... I'm going to get into some of your questions. You guys had a lot of good questions. I'm not going to be able to answer absolutely all of them, but I feel like I feel like uh, there were a fair amount that you guys asked more than once, and so I have a little list here, and I feel pretty good about it. First and foremost, we are going to get to what do I think are the best and worst franchises of 2022? Now, for this question, I did decide to stick with just Real Housewives franchises, because when I think of everything that's on Bravo, of course, there are things that I enjoy more or less, but they're really, it doesn't feel like there's an even playing field. You know, I might enjoy a season of, let's say, Below Deck Med less than I enjoy a season of Real Housewives of New Jersey, but that's not so much of a value statement. That's just like, I care more about New Jersey. I'm more invested. It feels like these people are members of my family. It feels like if I if I could attend, you know, a a holiday at home with any of these women, um maybe except for one or two, I would gladly accept that invitation. 
below deck bed i don't really need to see where these people live but so anyway i have kept this just to real housewives and i think that my best franchise of 2022 has to go to the real housewives of potomac i just they haven't necessarily had the biggest scandal of 2022 or you know even the the biggest drama but i think what potomac does I think better than any franchise at this point, at least, is that no matter what is happening within their group, they always show up and deliver. And this season, I feel like it could have it could have been a type of season where once we found out about Ashley and Michael's separation, which was actually in the season premiere, that could have sucked all of the air out of the room for pretty much the entire season. And A lot of other people could have sort of coasted by without much of a storyline, just kind of riding on the coattails of being messy about Michael and Ashley. And while, of course, I am, you know, invested in that storyline, it is impressive to me how much the other women have been pulling their weight. We have Mia and Wendy getting into their fight in Miami. We have all this stuff happening with Candace and rumors about Chris and whatnot. We have Robin kind of getting messier than usual and, you know, kind of getting into a weird position with some people. Karen always bringing the shade. You know, it has been still a whirlwind of a season. And I feel like every episode, there are many things happening that I am excited to see. And I think the Potomac has never really let us down on that front. We're not done with the season yet. I'm excited. We have a few more episodes. I'm excited to see how their reunion goes. But overall, I can't complain about Potomac this year. And my honorable mention for best franchise, because I feel like it's in a slightly different category, is The Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Ex-Wives Club. Those ladies, they got to the Berkshires and they wasted no time. That was just a delightful season to watch. The cast clicked so well together. There was great drama. There were great lighthearted moments. There were great unexpected friendships, you know, seeing how well Taylor got along with Eva and Phaedra, seeing Brandy and Tamara work out their shoes back together, Jill and Dorinda having lots of drama, uh, you know, Vicky versus Dorinda, all of those kind of interpersonal dynamics are what makes the whole concept of Ultimate Girls Trip so special. And I felt like that season, even more than the first season, which of course was enjoyable, that second season really just, really just hit the nail on the head. And it makes me excited for what we have in store in the future on Ultimate Girls Trip, because they're going to keep doing them. And I, I'm curious to see you know where it goes. Now, on the opposite end of the spectrum, I did also have to come up with my worst franchises of 2022. And this was a little tricky because I I don't necessarily think there was one franchise this year that was so down in the dumps that it was an obvious choice. So there were kind of there were kind of a couple options, but nothing that particularly jumped out at me. But I I I decided first to go with Real Housewives of Orange County. And I think that is mostly because season 15 had been such a low point. And while season 16 was certainly an improvement on that kind of all-time low pandemic season that we got the year before with Kelly and Bronwyn and Liz Vargas, God bless her wherever she is, 
This season was not the course correction that I think most of us were quite hoping for. They brought back Heather Dubrow, and look, I love me some Heather Dubrow. I'm not mad at her for how this season went down. I don't blame her for the fact that it wasn't, you know, an excellent season because Housewives is an ensemble show. Everybody has to pull their weight. And could Heather have done some things better? Sure. But could other people also have done some things better? Yes. Yes, they could have. So I think blaming Heather for the season as a whole is a little bit simplistic. You don't have to love her. I don't, I don't give a shit, but I think overall it just, the group didn't pull itself up to the level that we were hoping for, but I'll talk about later where I think OC is going. The other, the other worst franchise that I could come up with, it was Dubai. We were all excited to see a new city, but it's always a little tricky in that first season. And I don't want to be too harsh on them because I think it's one season. It's not a lot of episodes it's new people. It's a totally new environment for us to watch and take in and see how they do things there. But I, I, you know, it kind of, I kind of fell off of it. And I think by the end of the season, it was a little bit like, is anybody still, we don't don't have to, okay. And Beverly Hills was on at that point. And that was on, they were on the same night. And so especially thinking about planning the podcast during that time, it was like, I was mostly focused on guests that I wanted to talk about Beverly Hills with. And so Dubai became, it started off almost as an afterthought. And then it slowly just kind of worked its way off of the docket altogether, which I felt bad about, but what are you going to do? But there are rumors that Dubai is going to start filming again in a couple months. So if assuming they do come back for a second season, I'm down. I'm ready. I'll watch. Uh, I hope it's good. I I feel like there is still potential there beyond what they showed in the first season. So we'll see what they do. Don't count them out. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honeylove. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? 
Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, the next thing I got asked a bunch was what were some of my favorite Bravo Lab interviews of 2022? And this was a tough question because we had a lot of great people on the podcast this year. I went back and counted because I wanted to make sure I wasn't missing anything. And y'all, we had 43 Bravo celebrities from 19 different Bravo shows on the podcast in 2022. That is, it feels crazy. And the thing that I loved so much this year was getting to have guests in the studio for the first time ever, because we started this podcast in the pandemic And so this year, getting to have so many of our Bravo Liberty guests, of our other guests come in the studio, have these conversations in person, really, I feel like you get a better sense of personality, the conversation flows better. And I mean, I'll be a little selfish. It's fun for me to meet him. I would rather have a photo of me with Larsa Pippen than a Zoom screenshot. That's no fun. We did that. It, it's lame. You don't post those anywhere. <sighs> good good for us being in the studio. Um, in terms of favorite interviews, yeah, it's tough. I Just a couple weeks ago, Larsa and Lisa, that felt a little bucket listy. Larsa was somebody that when she first came back onto Housewives last year, it felt a little bit surreal. Like, why are you here? Why are you back here? This isn't your world. And so meeting her at the premiere a few weeks ago, I was excited to meet her more, more starstruck than I normally am about meeting Bravo people. And I was, I was really excited to get her and Lisa in the studio this season. You know, Lisa in the middle of stuff going on with Lenny, Larsa in the middle of whatever's going on with Marcus Jordan. Ooh, I hope they're having fun. Um, but yeah, so that was a good one having Craig and Austin in the studio together, that was a lot of fun too. It was the end of the day. They had been drinking. I had a little drink. It just, it was fun. It was a little messy. It got a little spicy in the room. It felt like one of those things where they're not necessarily my favorite people that I've interviewed in terms of who I'm connect with the most or who I gravitate to when I'm watching the shows. But I felt like that was a fun, it was a fun one. And then the other person, this is so random. I know I've said before that I had a weirdly good time. Kelly Kalor and Ben Simone, having her in the studio was just kind of a pleasure. And it was super random. She wasn't really promoting anything. Um, and we just had a nice little chat that was back in the summer. So if you're a newer listener, scroll back up, find that conversation. We talked all about Roni, Scary Island, whatever. It was a good time. But really, okay, when I'm saying favorites, I just want to clarify, these aren't my favorite people. These aren't who was the nicest to me. People always ask, you know, who are your favorite, least favorite, et cetera, et cetera. First of all, I'm not going to say least favorite because I I don't want to be an asshole. But also, I don't really have negative experiences with Bravo Liberties very often. 
people more often than not, way more often than not, are kind and friendly and professional. I think that's important to note that most of the time when I'm interacting with these people, they know who I am, not me, not Dylan personally, but they know that I am press, media, whatever you want to call it. And we are interacting in essentially a work capacity. So it would not be beneficial to any of these housewives to be coming in the office, acting like an asshole, making demands, being hard to work with. I don't really see that side very often. If they have that side, I believe it. But you know, that's not really what I'm getting from most of them. So have I had varying levels of experiences? Sure. But like, I don't have a list of Bravo celebrities that I have like done me wrong. I kind of wish I did. I mean, that would be fun. But no, it was a good year. A lot of good people. Heather, Lisa, you know, ugh. a lot of good ones. And hopefully a lot of good ones to come in 2023. <sighs> The next one I got asked was if I could cast a season of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, who would be on my cast? And this was this was tough because, of course, we had Ex-Wives Club. We had the first season where there wasn't an explicit theme, but it was very like OG and OG adjacent kind of people. And then this third season we have coming up. It's mostly these duos from shows, except for Portia and Leah, but it's a little bit random. So I, in, instead of deciding to go with any particular theme, I chose one housewife from each U.S. franchise, except, <laughs> except Real Housewives of D.C., because frankly, I don't need any of them. Um, so going down the list... I started with Ashley Darby, who I just recently spoke to, and she is chomping at the bit to go on a girl's trip. Get her on there. Unfortunately, I did not choose any of <laughs> Ashley's wish list because I got to be honest, Ashley mostly named people who have already done an ultimate girl's trip. And I just don't feel like we have been doing enough of these for long enough that people should be getting repeat invitations. I think until we've done maybe... I don't know, five or six seasons of Girls Trip. We don't, we're not sending Teresa on another one. We're not sending Luann on another one. They, they did it. They did their thing. And unless there's a specific theme that they fit or they are doing some kind of all star situation, nah. Mm -mm. So Ashley Darby instead, from Miami, she will be joined by Lisa, Lisa Hochstein. I think she would be fun in the sun, good time girl. She can get away from Lenny. Hopefully she can find a reliable nanny because we know Lenny's not going to watch the kids. Lisa Hochstein would be joined from Salt Lake City by Lisa Barlow. Lisa, I just feel like she would, she would have fun on a girl's trip. She's, she's, I mean, she's not a good time girl, but like she could be a good time girl. I think she would be really funny. I think it would be fun to have her away from the group drama because Salt Lake City has gotten so vicious cycle with their cast dynamics. So Lisa Barlow from Orange County, Megan King. I think she would be a really fun kind of 
question mark of a person to put on a girl's trip because she's not a current housewife. It's been a little bit since we've had a lot of time with her, but she's young. She's scrappy. She is the detective MKE. Um, And I think that would be a fun little dynamic on a girl's trip. From Beverly Hills, it's got to be Dorit. Dorit belongs on a girl's trip. The looks would be over the top. They would be everything. I would love to see kind of how the other women react to her because I feel like she has a very um, specific flavor that would be a little bit off-putting if you didn't know what to expect. From Dallas, Tiffany Moon. If anybody deserves a fucking free trip, it is Dr. Tiffany Moon. She got the short end of the stick with her housewives experience. And while Real Housewives of Dallas, I think, needed to go bye-bye for a little bit, I would love to see her back in something. Beyond that, I would say Ebony Williams from New York, another kind of short end of the stick with the housewives thing. I think that you know, it would just be fun to see her in a little bit of a lighter environment versus what she had to deal with on her season of New York. And last but not least, from New Jersey, Jennifer Aiden. Jennifer Aiden, you know she would come with some dirt dug up that she Googled on who else was going to be in the house. She would be putting her foot in her mouth left and right. She would be getting too turnt. I feel like Jennifer Aiden would be nonstop entertainment on a girl's trip. And overall, yeah, that's my cast. Eight people. Is that eight? I can't count. Yeah, eight. Yeah, sorry. I'm like looking at the list. Is this like eight? Okay, eight. Does that ever happen to you where you're like, you're with a group of people and you're like, okay, there's five of us. And then you realize that you forgot to count yourself. And it's like, oh, it's six. That's not that high of a number. I should be able to count there. Nope, just me. Okay. I got a couple questions about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, First of all, people seem confused, concerned, whatever adjective about their filming situation right now. Obviously the season wrapped up in the fall and they have not started filming a new season yet. I feel like it's been pretty widely reported that they have been taking a little break and the plan is to start filming after the new year. I think most likely in January I don't think this is a cause for concern. I think this is the producers being smart about the fact that sometimes when you have a hit show that's successful, that has ongoing storylines that you need to be following, you do a couple seasons in sort of quick succession, and then there comes a point where it's best for the show to take a little bit of a breather and the cast to have a few months off and for the temperature to kind of level out a little bit and for things to cool off. And I think that is what Beverly Hills has been doing this fall. I think after this most recent season, the stuff with Diana got so messy and, you know, Garcelle had every right to be upset about the way things went down with that. I think the whole Erica situation, the Erica legal situation has has kind of come to a point where there's no real, there's no real plot to talk about there. So I think that is kind of at a natural leave off point. All the stuff with Rinna and Kathy was just so kind of toxic and, you know, Kathy and Kyle who fucking knows. So I think I don't think Beverly Hills is in a position like New York where they're 
really in a bad place and we don't know how they're going to come back from it. I think they are just in sort of a natural position where it's best for them to take a little break, maybe make some casting adjustments. I don't know what's happening there. I wish I had Beverly Hills casting tea, but that's not really, I don't really do the like tea, like the, like I don't need people like sliding into my DMs. It's messy. I don't, I'm fine. We'll see in January if they're starting to film, we should be getting, you know, photos and I'm sure Dumois will know where they're at and when. So we'll see who's getting cast. The the other question I got asked, which made me laugh, is should Tori Spelling be on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? She knows some of the women. It's been talked about for a long time. The answer to this for me is simple. The answer is no. Tori Spelling should not be on Beverly Hills. I don't know what's going on with her money situation. I don't know what's going on with her marriage. But to me, it's like too much, too much water under the bridge. I don't. I don't need all that baggage coming on to Housewives. I'm sure she knows some of the women, kind of. But also, I just don't think at this point in Beverly Hills's lifespan, I don't think we need famous people, and definitely not famous people in the way that Tori Spelling is famous. Because I think with somebody like Garcelle, for instance, or even Denise Richards, they came on the show as you know, well-known, I think pretty respected people, working actors who, you know, have a history in the business, are well-connected, and Housewives was like a work project for them. It has panned out, it seems really well for Garcelle, Denise, maybe not so much. Tori Spelling is not a successful working actor in the way that either Denise or Garcelle are. Or even Lisa, I mean, Lisa Rinna, I don't know how much she was working as an actress when she got cast on Housewives, but she was a, you know, kind of professional in the biz. Tori Spelling at this point, I don't really know how she fills her time, but she is not somebody that gives off like successful Hollywood woman who is doing Housewives as a career chess move. If she did Housewives, it would be like tail between her legs what can I do for a paycheck? Please, Andy, please. I will show up absolutely anywhere you need me. I will do what you need me to do. Please, Dean uh, Dean and my mom are, you know, kicking me out of the house. I don't know. But like, I don't need desperation. If you want desperation, bring back Brandy Glanville. We don't need that from Tori. Uh, that to me sounds unpleasant to watch. And so... No, no toy spelling. Splash Refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite. Acai Grape, Pineapple Mango, Lemon, and Mandarin 
Mandarin Orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring Mayflowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Next, we've got which single season housewife I would bring back. I feel like this is a popular question. People always talk about it. There's been... I've seen people saying that they should do a one season wonder season of ultimate girls trip, which I don't know if that would get enough viewers. I feel like with girls trip, it's people want to see who they know. And like, I don't feel like a lot of the one season housewives, it's like, even if they were solid on their seasons of housewives, I don't know or remember or think about them enough to really care so it's like, okay, like, yeah, great. Um, Jules Weinstein, Claudia Jordan. Were they, did they bring something to their seasons of Housewives? Yes. Do I need to watch a week-long trip of them in Thailand? Probably not. I mean, I would because it's my job, but I don't know if that's why Peacock is making programming decisions. So the housewife that I said I would bring back is Noella. I think her her one season of Orange County last year was tough. She obviously was really going through it with her now soon to be ex-husband, just like completely ditching her in Puerto Rico. But overall, I thought she was an interesting person. I thought her disdain for Heather Dubrow was kind of exciting in a way, um, really intriguing. And I think she was kind of done dirty by her husband in terms of what she could really bring to the table on housewives. But I think there was potential there. And I do think in terms of putting the cast together, moving forward, Noella, especially if she was in a less broken state could have been a really interesting new piece of that puzzle. So, you know, I, I'm not like obsessed with Noella, but I think a second season would have been, would have been justifiable. Speaking of that, the next question I have on my list is Orange County salvageable? And I think the answer to this is totally yes. First of all, like I just said, I think Noella would have been 
an interesting addition to this upcoming season, but even without her, this season 17 that they're filming has a lot to look forward to. Again, I haven't seen any of it. I don't know. I think they're, I don't know if they're still filming. They might be done filming, but just having Tamara back is such a huge step for the franchise. I think we weren't sure if it was ever going to happen. Heather coming back last season seemed like kind of a big move to try and right the ship. And like I said earlier, I think it helped, but it didn't quite get the job done. And I think, you know, bringing Tamara back is a little bit like, okay, we built we built the medium-sized building last year, and this this time we're going for the full skyscraper. And I think there's a lot of pressure resting on Tamara's shoulders, but at the same time, if there's anybody that can get the job done and get it over the finish line, I think it's her. She has proven herself time and time again in the past. She was great on Girls Trip this past summer. I'm excited to see her journey with Shannon. I'm excited to see her reunion with Heather Dubrow. There's just so many question marks there. She's been on the show with uh, Gina and Emily in the past. She really still kind of knows everyone in the group. I think there's a new woman also joining the cast. So I'm curious about that. And then we have Taylor Armstrong joining the mix as a friend of like, yeah, I want to see that. We know Taylor and Tamara are friends. It seemed at BravoCon like they brought Taylor out as a quote unquote surprise to their panel. I think just a surprise for the audience because they hadn't announced it. But you can tell that Taylor is not necessarily on amazing terms with everyone in the cast. Like I think she's going to get involved in some drama, which I'm really excited to see. And then we also know that Vicky has been filming with them a little bit. And while I am by no means a Vicky Gunvalson stan, I think she is annoying. I think she's problematic. I think she sucks in a lot of ways. I can't deny that she's given us a lot on Housewives in the past. And, you know, to have her around for a few episodes, to see the Trace Amigas back together, I'm like, I'm down for that. I'm down. I wouldn't want Vicky to come back full time, but I'm I'm okay with having her a little bit in the mix. I think that can be having more people kind of in the universe of the franchise is a good thing, not a bad thing. And I think Vicky makes sense. We get the gang back together. Let's go. Let's see. What is next on the list? Do you feel that housewives has gotten too formulaic? Was old housewives better? This is an interesting question. Cause I think for those of us who have watched pretty much all of housewives from start to finish, lots of the franchises, I think there can, there's a tendency to kind of be nostalgic for the old days of Housewives when there were still more OGs around and before things had gotten sort of so supersized with the sort of Bravo world. But to me, I don't think the problem is that it's gotten formulaic. For sure, there are, you know, various seasons, episodes, storylines that feel formulaic. But to me, the bigger kind of systemic issue with housewives in the modern era, let's say, is that it just is such a known platform that I think with anything like this, and you get people coming on the show, not to to use uh, bachelor, bachelor nation lingo, which I can't believe I'm doing, 
you get people that aren't here for the right reasons. And I mean, it's not like we're here to find love. You know, this is not an engagement ring at the end of the season. So it's a little less concrete than on The Bachelor, where it's just people that just want fame. But in that way, it is kind of similar with Housewives that, of course, it's a great platform. It can be a great opportunity to get your business out there, to get your personal brand out there, to further your career. If you're somebody like a Garcelle or a Candy or anybody like that. But the thing is, you also have to be invested in the show itself. The experience of being on the show, of opening up your life to the cameras, of really participating in both personal storylines, in group storylines, of showing up to things that you don't necessarily want to show up for. And overall, just like, I think the biggest thing about being on Housewives is that you can't feel like you are better than the show. And so I think I think more than being formulaic, that is the the thing that can become an issue is that people see, oh, so and so went on Housewives, they got all these followers, they launched a skincare brand, they are financially independent. If they want to leave their marriage, then they can afford to do that, you know, it's lots of different things. And that other women could see that and be like, oh, well, maybe if I want to do X, Y, Z, Housewives is a good launch pad. And yes, it is. But you also have to be down to do Housewives. And so that's what I would say. (laughs) If there are any women of America listening who think they could be on Real Housewives, uh, you got to be more focused on participating in Housewives than on whatever else you have going on and you know what your goals are outside of the show. Okay. Um, lots of people were asking about rumors that they are working on a real housewives of new Orleans franchise. There were recently some posts I found about, um, apparently shed media who is the production company behind real housewives of New York Salt Lake City, and notably Ultimate Girls Trip, um, that they are casting for a new reality show in New Orleans um, with some word on the street that basically they're casting this show. And if it goes well, there's potential that it could be a Real Housewives franchise. We've seen that with some other franchises where they filmed the first season as kind of, you know, generic ladies of Dallas or whatever. And then if it goes well, Bravo can pick it up as housewives. I don't know anything behind the scenes about this. All I've seen is what's, you know, floating around online. I don't think anything has been filmed yet. There's no rumored cast list. Do I think New Orleans could be a good city for real housewives? Absolutely. There are a lot of rich people there. There's a lot of diversity there, which is exciting. There's a lot of history there. The culture is super unique and super special. And I think... To sort of wrap this into another question that I got a lot about, you know, what other cities, places I think could be a good fit for a Housewives franchise, I think one of the biggest things that I want to see from new franchises is something about the location or about the the group or the whatever has to be unique. And I think with Salt Lake City, when they announced it, people were a little confused because it's it's not that big of a city. It's not 
that thought of as being super glamorous, like Beverly Hills or Miami. People were kind of like, okay, what does that mean? But we've seen on the show, there's such an interesting opportunity for the different religious stuff to come into play for, you, you know, the, the culture around purity and, you know, the whole good time girl thing on season one. That's so interesting. And then Dubai, I think while the show itself, the first season wasn't amazing, there's a lot of potential there because it is such a different type of place. And I think New Orleans, in terms of what would make a good setting for a Housewives show, New Orleans is exactly that. So I don't know if it's happening. I don't know anything more than you do. But if it happens, I would watch it. The other place I felt like could be intriguing for a show in the future is London. If they want to do something international, I think Ladies of London is still a great example of something that worked really well. People loved it. People, I think that's part of the reason Dubai maybe got fast-tracked with Caroline Stanbury. Who knows? But I think sort of taking some of that framework from Ladies of London and turning it into a Housewives show, it could work. I would watch it. Again, I'd watch anything, but whatever. And lastly, I got asked which shows I am looking forward to most in 2023. And this is a big question because, I mean, like I said, we had guests from 19 different Bravo shows this year, and there were more that we didn't have guests from. Like, there are so many shows. In my mind, there's like 12. There's like 20-something. But the shows that came to mind that I'm looking forward to the most... First of all, Real Housewives of New Jersey. We might have a trailer even by the time you're listening to this. I'm super excited. They always, for the most part, always deliver. We know there's going to be a lot of drama this season. And I'm excited to get to the point. It feels like they finished filming forever ago. So I'm excited to see that. The other Housewives I have on my list is the New York reboot. Because it's a big old question mark. We know who's on the show, but we don't know kind of what the vibe is going to be how it's going to look, how it's going to feel, if it's going to feel like Roni or like something totally new. So I'm excited for that. Excited in a very mysterious sort of way. And then the other two non-Housewives shows that I put on my list, first, Below Deck, Sailing Yacht. Their last couple of seasons have been total firecrackers. Definitely my favorite Below Deck franchise at this moment. So I'm excited to see what they have coming for us next year. And then lastly... I think one of my one of my favorite Bravo shows of this year, and I expect it to be at the top of the list next year, Top Chef. Top Chef never lets me down, and they are headed to London next year. So that is going to be super interesting, super exciting. And, you know, I can't wait to see what, what Padma and Tom and Gail have in store for us. If 2023 is anything like 2022, it is going to be an absolute whirlwind in the Bravo world. But you know what? It has been a great year, and I am so grateful for everyone who has listened, for everyone who's subscribed, who has told their friends to listen, getting to meet some of you in person at BravoCon or just, you know, on the street, wherever, has been so fun. If you ever see me in public, by the way, like, say hi. It's fun. (laughs) But... It has been a great year, truly. You know, feel free to slide into our DMs at Bravo by Betches if you have ideas, people you want to hear on the show, Bravo Labs, other guests you think we should have on. Of course, we are always looking for new things to talk about, what shows you want to hear about. 
In the meantime, thank you so much for listening. I hope you're having a great holidays. Have a great new year. Happy safe new year. And I will speak to you in 2023. Of course, don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show so you never miss an episode. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge morales Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge morales Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.